0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pretty, unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport, even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore tailgate function with the car aside just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah. Cause for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the Brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the Brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. Taught her how to save. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 301 of Talking Friars. I'm your host, Ben Fadden, here on this Sunday night, December 11th, 2022. One less pitching target for the Padres on the market now as Kodai Senga is off of the board. So I guess one less option. Uh, Kodai Senga signs with the New York Mets yesterday. I have my thoughts on that. Who is remaining? What is next? What's next for the Padres? Where do they go from here uh, in the starting pitching market? And then some news and notes, and answering uh, some of your questions. So let's get to it. Thank you so much for joining here. So Senga, his deal: five years, seventy-five million dollars with the Mets, and opt out after two thousand and twenty-five. He had a two-five-nine ERA in one thousand eighty-nine innings in his Japanese career. Uh, he turns 30 in january so pretty much right in the middle of his prime um, i was surprised that this deal was 5 years 75 million the mlb trade rumors projection was exactly right it nailed it right on the head 5 years 75 mil but because of how much guys are getting this offseason everyone pretty much everyone is out projecting like out performing if that makes sense, on this market. They're getting more money than any of these projections uh, had them getting at the beginning of this offseason. Um, people didn't have Xander Bogarts getting $280 million and definitely not from the Padres, right? Uh, Jacob deGrom, I'm not so sure anyone had him getting 185 mil from the Rangers, right, five years. Um, so I thought because there was you know, a half dozen half dozen teams reaching out to Senga. There was, I think at one point, there was like a dozen teams being interested in him. I thought that he was going to get more money than he ended up getting. Uh, Maybe some teams didn't want to give him that opt-out after three years. That could be one of the things um, that allowed him to go to the Mets. That Like the Mets were like, yeah, sure, we'll get you for three years. If you're great for three years, that's good for us. And if you want to opt out then, okay, opt out but we got good. Th- we got a really good three years out of you. Or if he opts in, then that just covers the DeGrom contract, and the Mets are probably hoping that Senga stays, or they're betting that Senga stays more healthy than DeGrom does over the next five years, right? No one's comparing Senga and DeGrom. We know DeGrom's the better pitcher, but we know that DeGrom has had his problems staying healthy. So I think it's a bet that the Mets were obviously willing to take, now, why did the Padres not sign Kodai Senga? Because I saw the reaction on Twitter when the deal came out. It was like five seventy-five. Padres could have done that, fifteen million a year. We should have done that. Why didn't they sign him? Well, I don't. I think some of the reasons why were because the Padres couldn't control some of these reasons. Maybe um, some of them they could control didn't want to give him the opt-out, maybe. I mean, we don't know that for sure. Maybe they offered him less money. Maybe they didn't want to give him a no trade clause because there's a no trade clause in this contract as well. Uh and so what if they wanted to trade him after a couple years because he stinks and he can't adjust to big league pit uh big league hitter hitters, you know? Uh what happens? If he opted out after three years, Padres might not have wanted that. Because you got to remember, you have Darvish as a free agent at the end of the season. You have Snell as a free agent at the end of the season. Like, those two could go. And now you're looking at a much thinner rotation. You have to go find other pieces to fill that. So if they were going to bring someone in like Kodai Senga, they wanted that guy to be there for the whole Musgrove contract, maybe. Maybe that's what they wanted. And they were like, no, we're already handing out opt-outs to uh, Nick Martinez. Like, you you don't get an opt-out here. Like, we want the control here. Maybe that's what prevented it. Maybe Senga just thought that the Mets were the best fit. We know earlier this offseason, he was visiting with the Mets, the Diamondbacks, I think the Mariners, the Padres, the Dodgers. I want to say the Diamondbacks were in there as well. So he was visiting with a lot of different teams and a lot of teams were giving their pitches. Maybe he felt the most comfortable with the Mets. Maybe he felt the most comfortable with the Mets because of recent moves that they have made. They already have Scherzer there. They brought in Verlander to to replace DeGrom. Those are two leaders. You know, the attention's going to be on them, right? Most of the attention. They brought in, um, who'd they bring in? Uh, not Taiwan Walker, uh, Quintana. They brought in Quintana as well. Senga might be the three-starter ahead of Quintana, but Quintana's another big-league veteran, right? They have Carrasco. Like They have a really, really solid rotation. I know the Padres do as well, but maybe he wanted to be somewhere that didn't have like Darvish on the roster. Maybe we were putting too much into that Darvish-Senga relationship where, you know, Senga looked up to Darvish, but I, I was kind of looking at it as okay, this might be a big advantage for the Padres. Like maybe Senga really wants to play with you Darvish. But maybe he didn't want to be compared to Darvish on the same team. I'm just I'm making up reasons here. Um just I'm just trying to ask why he didn't come to the Padres. It might have come down to money. We don't know if the Padres have offered more money. Um if they offered more money to Sengo than the 75 million. If they were really interested in him, I would have I would think that they would have at least given him five for 75. They knew that he was looking for a five-year, a six-year deal. They knew that there was a lot of interest in him. So for them, let's say they offered like a three or four-year deal, I don't think that they would have done that. I, I just don't see that as a realistic thing there because they knew what he was asking for. And they've met with him uh, they knew what it was going to take to get it done. So maybe they weren't as interested in him as we thought. Maybe they took the meeting, and we maybe we put too much into Preller's history or bringing people over from the Nippon Professional Baseball League. You know, Suarez and Martinez, right? I think Darvish used to pitch there. So maybe we're we were you know putting too much stock into that. I don't know. There's some. There, there are probably some other reasons that you might put in the chat right now about why uh, the Padres did not get Senga. Uh, but those are just some that I can kind of come up with. Box of Wine thinks the Yankees will get Rodon, and that's my next thing. Where to? Where do the Padres turn for starting pitching now that Kodai Senga is off the market? There are many options that are still out there. Carlos Rodon is obviously the big guy, right? He is the best remaining pitcher on the market. He has, he's he's stayed healthy the last couple of years. He seems like he's going to get five, six years. I mean, if the Grom got five for 185, I don't think he'll get 185 over five years necessarily, but he probably will be looking for a five-year, a six-year deal. Right, I would think. Rodon is thirty years old, so yeah, he's going to be looking to cash in here. This is his big free agent, um, time here to go get money. His market value, according to SpotTrack, is thirty two point four million around there. Are the Padres? I guess that's the question. Are the Padres willing to give Carlos Rodon four years? What would that be? Four years over a hundred twenty million dollars. I don't know. They're willing to give Aaron Judge 400. They're willing to give Trey Turner 342. Peter Seiler, he gave 280 to Bogarts. You got the baseball world laughing at the Padres right now because they're like, I mean, good move for the Padres, but you're giving Bogarts a deal till he's 41? What are you doing? Like, that is not going to work out well. That's what most of the baseball world's thinking. That's what Red Sox fans are thinking. I was listening to a Red Sox show earlier today, and... They were like, "Good for Bogarts." I'm happy that he got paid. Like they're mad that the Red Sox didn't offer a better deal to Bogarts. You know, before spring training, you know they lowballed him. They offered him 90 million instead of just like 160 for six years at spring training. Maybe he would have signed for that. But anyway, that's a different conversation. Uh, but my point is, Sidelers willing to spend money on, or spend more money than other teams are willing to spend on certain players. Is he willing to go farther than any other team? on Carlos Rodon does he view the Padres starting pitching like getting a starting pitcher does he view that as a huge priority going into the season who knows i think the Padres view getting a starting pitcher as a big priority but is it 4 years 120 plus million dollars worthy if that makes sense like are they willing to cash out that much money uh give hand out that much money to Rodon When you have Darvish and Snell being free agents at the end of the year, maybe they're looking to get a Darvish extension done. Chris Bassett is the second best starter remaining on the market. He's 33. Market value, according to SpotTrack, is around $21 million. He has at least 25 starts in his last three full seasons, so excluding 2020. So 2019, 2021, 2022, he has at least 25 starts. Is he willing to give... Bassett, I think he's looking for like four years, so 40, excuse me, four years, 80 million. Is he willing to do that? I'd be comfortable giving Bassett that over Rodon probably, over what Rodon is asking for. I think Rodon's probably going to get a bigger deal than uh, Bassett will. And I believe, I'm going to look this up right now, I believe Carlos Rodon does not have as good of a track record of making starts consistently. He had 31 starts this year, 24 starts in to- 2021. All-star both of those years. But 2019, he made seven starts, 18, 20 starts, 17, 12 starts. So it's not as great of a track record, but the Padres, or not just the Padres, other teams, they're not paying Carlos Rodon for what he did in 2019, right? Like, that's what they would tell me. They're paying Carlos Rodon for what he's going to do, what they think he's going to do in these last couple years, the best indicator of what you're going to do these next couple years he, he's been pretty darn dominant Um I think you probably want more than 132 and two-thirds innings in 2021 or you probably want that in 2023, you want more than that uh, but I think a team will take 178 innings 178 31 starts, how many innings a start is that? 5.7, so between five and six innings per start, I mean, that's not that's not bad anymore, right? I mean, starting pitchers, they're not expected to go seven innings. He can go seven innings. I mean, we saw that. He could pitch a complete game against the Padres earlier this year, so I think that contract for Rodon could work. It could work really well for whoever gets him in the next few years, but is it going to be great in year four or year five? I don't know. But again, Peter Seyler trying to win right now, and that's clear. You sign Bogarts to an 11-year deal. That's probably not going to work out great at the end, but who cares right now? I'll be 30 when that contract ends. I'm 19. I don't care about then right now. right? We're trying to win right now. So if Rodon is the, that best option and Padres are willing to go pay, I'd love to have Carlos Rodon on this team. I'd love to have Chris Bassett on this team, 33 years old, uh, market value $21 million per year. I mean, that's not bad. Might be a little more than that, based on free agency, how much guys are getting. Uh, but like Joe Musgrove got twenty million a year. That contract, by the way, is going to work out great. I mean, you got Degrom getting how much a year? Forty some? Or yeah, Verlander getting forty three million a year, right? You have Degrom getting thirty seven million a year. Musgrove stays healthier than Degrom, and he got twenty million a year. So that's it. That contract looks like it's going to be a bargain for the Padres. Nate Avaldi, he's another option out there, 32 years old, market value around $16.7 million. He, I looked up his postseason outings, because remember, I've been talking about this. If I'm the Padres and I'm looking to sign a starting pitcher, I'm going to ask myself, am I comfortable with this guy on the mound in the postseason? If I'm not, then I'm not signing the guy. Unless it's a death piece and you're expecting this guy to be in the bullpen come postseason time. It's like a one-inning guy, right? Or you're just bringing him in like Julio Tehran as a depth piece. But I'm talking long-term deal, four or five years, or you know, a two-, three-year deal, a pitcher we know of. If you're comfortable in that guy in the postseason, okay, then you try to prog- make progress to go get that deal done. But if you're not confident, like Sean Manaya, I don't think they're confident in that guy in the postseason with the season on the line, especially what happened last year. So they're probably not trying to go, you know, all in on Sean Manaya, right? I think they'll leave that to another team. I think the Giants have expressed interest in him. His market value, according to SpotTrack, is almost 12 million. No, thank you. I'm good. I mean, I like Manaya during the regular season. I thought he ate innings, uh, but. I don't trust. I I just don't trust him when the postseason comes, and that's obviously the most important thing, right? Uh, but Ivaldi, I was looking getting back to him. 32 years old. In nine of his 11 career postseason outings, he's allowed two earned runs or less. So, when do you trust this guy in the postseason? I mean, my answer is probably yes. Looking at the track record. Um, I know that he's dealt with some injuries, and after that Dodger World Series when the Red Sox won in 2018, by the way, Bogarts was on that team, um, after that World Series, he got that extension, and he hasn't quite stayed healthy, uh, but I would think that Ruben Niebla could work with him. I mean, yeah, Clevenger didn't stay healthy last year, uh, but most of the other guys did, right? in uh 2023 he's projected to have a 386 ERA pitch over 130 innings and i would take 130 innings from rivaldi just because i'm seeing what he's doing recently He had 109 innings last uh last season he had 182 and a third in 2021 and um you know 2018 111 so this isn't a guy that's going to like be Probably, uh, I don't. I, I don't think you can count on this guy being healthy the whole year and going like six innings a start. But if he's healthy in the postseason and he can give you twenty how many starts, twenty twenty five starts in a year, you probably add another pitcher to that on like a one year deal. Maybe that's like a Corey Kluber or Michael Walker, someone like that, or maybe Johnny Cueto. Um, you add those two guys. And you see what you have come postseason time. I mean, with Johnny Cueto, he had some pretty good numbers last year. I was looking him up the other day. And Spotrac has his market value at was it fourteen point seven million around there. He had a three three five ERA last year. Twenty four starts, over one hundred fifty innings, over a hundred strikeouts, three and a half Baseball Reference WAR. So he was, you know, he's how old is he? He's thirty six. I mean, I'll take that for a 36-year-old who a lot of people counted out, right, because he was dealing with those injuries, made a combined 13 starts 2018 and 2019, made 21 starts in 2021, 24 starts, 25 games this past season. Uh, So I'd be interested in like a Kluber, not Kluber, maybe Kluber, but like Cueto and Ovaldi maybe that's too pricey for two guys and you only have one spot for those two guys. But if one of them is willing to take on a Nick Martinez role, because we're guaranteed, right. We guaranteed Martinez a spot in the rotation to start the year. If someone's willing to take on a bullpen year and see a bullpen year, a bullpen role and see how that works out. I'd be interested in bringing those two guys in. I mean, Michael Walker out there, 31 year old, Eleven point nine million dollars around there is his market uh, value. That I don't know if he'll get two years. Maybe it's another one-year guy. Uh, Bearded veteran brings up Thor Noah Syndergaard. I think he could be a a one-year dot a one-year guy. I mean, the velocity is definitely not there. Uh, He did. He started games for the Phillies, but he was not expected to go. You know, five six innings. Right, he was more of a three four inning guy. And I think the Padres, they want someone who's going to go six innings sometimes, uh, most times in that rotation. So I don't know how much of a fit Noah Syndergaard is for the Padres. He's probably more of a guy that is like a risk for, I don't know. Where could you guys see Noah Syndergaard landing? I could see him landing at like an AL Central team, someone like Maybe the Twins give him, like, a multi-year deal or something. Take that risk. I don't know. Um, Ross Stripling is another guy out there. This guy's another Nick Martinez. I mean, I, I, I'm definitely interested in Ross Stripling. 33 years old, market value, $17.5 million. He had a two nine two ERA last year as a starting pitcher. He uh, came out of the bullpen for more than a handful of games for Toronto. So he's like Nick Martinez maybe flipped with their roles. Like he started more than he was out of the bullpen. Martinez came out of the bullpen more than he started, but both guys were willing to do whatever their manager, whatever role they were assigned by the team. And I think both guys, maybe you have Martinez start some games, you know, the first half you have stripling take over, give Martinez a little bit of a break, having pitched less innings in the bullpen, go to the bullpen for a little bit, have stripling come to the rotation. Maybe they piggyback each other. Um, I'd be interested in having that pairing. But I think if you bring in Stripling, I don't know if he'd be starting the whole season for you. I think you'd put him in the bullpen at some point for maybe rest a little bit. Then maybe you bring in someone else uh, to pair with Stripling. I see Seth Lugo in the chat. Uh, you know, Brian, Brian Harris here says, Preller's very interested in Lugo. Yeah, I've I've seen those reports. I'm interested in Lugo as well. Not as a starting pitcher, though, for the full year. Um, The guy, 2017 was a long time ago, right? And Seth Lugo, that was the last time that he was making at least 18 starts in a year. That's the most starts that he's made in his big league career. 18 starts. That's the only time that he's gone at least, or there was another time. 2018 as well. Uh, But he's only gone twice. Two times going over 100 innings. 2017 and 2018. In 2018, he made five starts. Like, most of that was out of the bullpen. So, 2017, a long time ago, he has not started and tried to be a starter for a full season in a long time. Um, And so, all of a sudden, he wants to be a starting pitcher. Like, for the Padres, I want someone who's more of a guarantee. Like, if he's willing to say... Hey, if you don't like me as a starter, I'll go to the bullpen and I'll try to work my butt off and get back, you know, get to the rotation. But give me a chance in spring training to make some starts. If you don't like what I, if you don't like what you see, okay, put me in the bullpen. That's fine. If he just wants to be on the Padres and, you know, he'll see where it goes as a starting pitcher, then I'm open to that. But I'm not, I'm not, I don't like the idea of just giving Seth Lugo the four or the five spot in the rotation. Like I want someone that's been a starting pitcher recently, someone that can make 20, 25 starts 30 might be stretching it just to be realistic. I mean, unless you go get like Rodon or something or Bassett, Um, because there are, you know, the guys that I've read off of Aldi, uh, Kluber walk, Aquato stripling. I mean, what are the odds that they're really going to make like 30 starts, right? I think you got to lower the bar there. Um, but those are names that, are out there. Some other options for AJ now that Kodai Senga's off the board. Rodon is obviously the big name that people are going to talk about. And that was someone I brought up, I think I brought it up, during the winter meetings. I was like, hey, you're willing to spend $400 million on Aaron Judge, how about you use that $400 million, Peter Seidler, on two guys. You improve your rotation with Rodon, and you, you improve your lineup with Bogarts. Bogarts was the cheaper guy out of where is going to be the cheaper guy out of him and Correa? So I was like, okay, do the cheaper guy there, do the more expensive guy in the rotation. But now, I mean, I was not expecting the Padres to get Bogarts for 280. Right? The projections were like 200 million, right? But he got 11 years, so maybe they go with Xander because they already went. Well, they're going with Xander obviously for 280 there, and they go with Bassett, the cheaper probably between the cheaper option between him and Rodon. So they go Xander, Bassett, improve the rotation, improve the lineup, and maybe they bring in a one-year guy who's not on this list that I was talking about. That's going to be much cheaper, and they bring him in along with Tehran as a depth option. Uh, We'll see. Let me see what the chat says about these starting pitchers here. And then there's other things, obviously, that we can get to, uh, some rumors that are flying around involving some former Padres, some Padres targets, uh, but we'll get to that here in a moment. Zoom says it's not the end of the world that we lost Senga. I agree because there's other guys out there. Maybe Senga's overrated. I saw that on my timeline today. I think that's people just trying to uh, think glass half full and be like, hey, we didn't get Senga. Maybe he's going to suck. I don't think he's going to suck. I don't think this guy's going to be like this failure. Uh, We all wanted Senga. He was part of my dream offseason because I didn't think Rodon was realistic. Um. Bogarts would have been on my dream offseason. I mean, Trey Turner probably would have been over Bogarts, but I love Xander Bogarts. Already what I'm seeing, I, I loved, uh watching him as a Red Sox just from afar. Um, I think he's going to be a great addition to this lineup. Anyone who knows, I was a big Mitch Hanniger guy, so I'm disappointed that he was with the Giants now, or that he is on the Giants. Um, I was interested in Abreu, but that was before we really knew that the Padres were like going all in on getting trey turner or getting xander bogarts or like they were all in on getting a shortstop we we didn't know that yet um so my point is like i i wanted Senga. i'm disappointed they didn't get Senga, and I, i'm i'm still trying to wrap my head around like why didn't they get Senga? what are the reasons why and earlier i obviously threw out some of those uh questions or, or some of those possible explanations why they didn't get Senga. Opt-out, maybe they didn't want to give him that. Uh, No-trade clause, maybe they didn't want to give him that. I would think that they'd be willing to give him the no-trade clause. And maybe they didn't didn't want to give him the opt-out. I don't know. He liked the Mets fit better. I, I don't know. Maybe the Padres just weren't as high on him as we thought they were. Who knows? Quan thinks the Padres will lose out on Rodon, too. Just going to have to wait and see what AJ does in trades. Yeah. Um, I, I think the trades are an appealing thing, appealing possibility, because we know the payroll's high. But again, like, Peter Seiler doesn't care about the money this offseason. Like, it's clear. He's just spending. So, and and right now, the trade market, it is silent. Nothing is happening, right? During the winter meetings, right, wasn't it the Sunday of the winter meetings, like going into that winter meetings week, where someone, I think it was Mark Feinsand, he tweeted that the Padres, or not the Padres, someone was close to getting Sean Murphy. Like a deal was close, and a deal never happened. Like there haven't been trades. The biggest trade this offseason was what, Teoscar Hernandez to Seattle? I mean, that's a big deal, unless I'm just totally forgetting one. I mean, let me know if I am. Uh, but he's the biggest one. I mean, Renfro went to the Angels. There just haven't been like these big uh, trades. It's been pretty silent on that. So maybe once these free agents sign, and if the Padres don't get these guys, then they go the trade route. But it feels like Seidler is fine with just spending his money and, and giving Preller the ability to go spend his money. Uh, and he, he doesn't want to, and maybe Preller. Is telling Seidler, hey, I don't want to give up Merrill. I don't want to give up any of these guys. I don't want to give up Dylan Lesko. We got to see what he is. Um, You know, we need these young guys because we're paying a lot of money to these other guys. Uh, Tatis, Bogarts, Manny, Soto, hopefully, right? Musgrove, 100 mil, Suarez, right? We're paying a lot of money to these other guys. At some point, we're going to need to have these younger guys come in on cheaper contracts so we can have... uh, um, a payroll that's not at Steve Cohen's level. I mean, did, have you guys seen Steve Cohen's luxury tax right now? It's over like $400 million. He's going to have to pay a tax higher than some teams' payrolls are going to be this year. That's how much money he's spending. I mean, he brought back Nimmo, Verlander he signed, Quintani he signed, I think he traded for someone. He signed Diaz for that $102 million deal, right? That's when we knew Suarez was going to get paid. Uh, And then the Padres obviously brought him back. He's doing a lot. uh, Just to lose in the wild card series or. I mean, do they think it's a guarantee that they're going to win the division because they're spending all this money? I mean, the division doesn't get you anything. I mean, Verlander and Scherzer to be your one, two. Didn't people say the same thing about DeGrom and Scherzer last year? Oh, this is unbeatable. No one's beating this. Oh, yeah. Well. How'd that work out, right? Scherzer gave up, it felt like a million home runs to our Padres, right? Grish and Bell and Profar and Manny. I mean, holy cow. Hopefully I didn't forget anyone on those home runs off Scherzer. And then obviously Grish took DeGrom deep. I know DeGrom won that game, but even he gave up a home run. So no one is invincible in the postseason, I don't think. Unless like they're on this like hot stretch. I mean, Musgrove was pretty close to it. Um, but no one, despite how big their name is and all that, you can never be too sure what happens in the postseason, right? You just don't know. So we can bring in Rodon or anyone can bring in Rodon or bring in the biggest names out there. They could just go crop the bed in the postseason. Like, it, so you just try to put yourself in the best position that you can. And that's what the Padres are doing right now. Sam wanted Senga over Rodon. That's interesting. Probably the price tag. Not going to cost as much. I would think that's why. Sam says Musgrove's contract is insanely good. I feel bad for him. Don't feel bad. Musgrove doesn't feel... He wouldn't feel bad for himself either. This guy's a San Diego guy. He wanted to be in San Diego. He prioritized that. He didn't want to go to free agency and risk the Padres pulling a Bogarts and just totally lowballing him. And the Padres, like, saying, you know what, the market's too much. We don't want you. We're going to go get one or two-year deals with a bunch of guys. He didn't want that, right? He, want, he, he was coming off the All-Star game, right? And this great year, and there were no negative signs. And so he was like, I'm going to take this five for 20. My family set. Having $100 million is not the worst thing in the world right? That's probably what he was thinking about with this, right? I get to pitch for my hometown team. Am I giving up money in free agency? Yes. He knew it. His agency knew it. Everyone knew that he was giving up money, but he prioritized being with the Padres. And I applaud him for that because I'm a Padres fan and I'm a Joe Musgrove fan. And that would have broke my heart if Musgrove was not a Padres. So I don't really feel bad for him. Like, I don't have $100 million. Um, I think he's good. And I think that he's happy with the Padres being on this winning team. And he will pro- he would probably tell the media, hey, this gave Peter Seidler more money to spend on Xander Bogarts. It gave him the money to go spend on Nick Martinez and Robert Suarez. Right? So I don't think he feels that bad. But applauded, uh, let's applaud Joe Musgrove here for wanting to stay with the Padres and taking less. Brian says we aren't getting Rodon, Bassett, or Evaldi. More likely, but next move will be Vasquez. Oh, okay. So, Brian thinks the Padres are going to get Vasquez. Doesn't think they're going to get Rodon or Bassett. Uh, I think he's saying Evaldi's more likely, but next move will be Vasquez. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about that Christian Vasquez thing here. Uh, I, I think that's an interesting... Uh, topic to discuss here. Ken Rosenthal did write about that more in The Athletic, but first This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros famous cheese steaks and garlic fries Their main location is on Friars Road and you can visit GaglioneBros.com for their menu and contact information You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium So Ken Rosenthal put in The Athletic today that The Padres, the Twins, the Cubs, and the Astros are still pursuing Christian Vasquez. He did report that, was it a week ago, a couple weeks ago, I forget, but the Padres are still pursuing Christian Vasquez, and for me, I don't think this should be their top priority. I don't really think that they're going to land Christian Vasquez. If I had to put money on it, I don't think that they will land him. I'm fine with Austin Nola. I'm fine with Camposano, and hopefully he develops and you get more power and he gets more starts, and the catching playing time is a little more balanced. I think you want to spend that money on starting pitching. You want to spend that money on a DH bat. You want to spend that money on someone like a Michael Brantley, uh, on bench pieces. I'd like to see Will back, and we can talk about him in a little bit. Uh, But with Christian Vasquez, the the fit with the Padres, I just don't – really see it, unless Preller goes and makes moves. If he deals Nola to, let's say, the Twins, a team that needs catching. They have Ryan Jeffers as their only catcher on their depth chart today. So let's say Preller deals Nola to the Twins, You, the Twins get Nola, three years of control. And the Padres, in return, they get back a starting pitcher. Or a bullpen piece, or something. Maybe that would work. But I don't think that's a fit. I mean, you look at the Twins' rotation, They're looking for starting pitching, controllable starting pitching. They're thinking about trading Luis Arise if that gives them the controllable starting pitching. So the Twins wouldn't really be a fit there for really a trade, I don't think, uh, if the Padres go get Vasquez and you put Vasquez and Camposano behind the plate and you you deal Nola. You could deal Nola and bring in Vasquez, but who are you dealing him to? Maybe the Cubs. They have Jan Gomes and P.J. Higgins. Maybe the Astros, Martin Maldonado. He only has one more year of control, I think, for so just this season, 2023, and then he's a free agent. So maybe they want to do that. Uh, and So maybe the Astros, the Astros probably, now that I think about it, they might be the best fit among these teams. Twins, Cubs, Astros, who's the best fit? If you were to trade Nola uh, and bring in Christian Vasquez, the Astros, if you look at their depth chart, I mean, they have pitching. They were fine with letting Verlander go. They were like, yeah, sure, go take her $43 million a year for three years. Uh, we're not giving you that. Or two years, whatever it was. I think it's two years in a vesting option. So if he reaches like 140, 150 innings or something uh, in 2024, then I think he gets that third year. I was, listen- I was listening to a podcast and heard something about that. But they have young pitching. I mean, I don't, I don't think they want to give up the young pitching. Christian Javier is like their five-starter right now. For Valdez, they're definitely not giving him up, but they have Jose Urquidy, Luis Garcia. They have a solid rotation right now, young arms. A lot of them are young arms, so I don't think they want to give them up, but maybe they like Austin Nola for three years of control, and they're willing to give up a pitcher, and maybe they go sign a pitcher, sign a pitcher, a starting pitcher, in free agency or something. Um, I don't know what their farm system looks like, so I'm not going to like of diving into their farm system, but the Astros do have young arms uh, at the back of that rotation. If they wanted to do that, but some Astros fans would be like, "Just go sign Vasquez back then." I mean, did it? Didn't it work? It won a World Series, but Vasquez probably wants to start. Right? Uh, he would be an upgrade over Nola, by the way. Definitely. Um, he had a better Fangraphs War than Nola in 2022. He's more. Of a, he, he's not like a big power guy, but he is a better offensive threat than Nola at the plate. Um, He's better defensively. He has a stronger arm, so he would be an upgrade. Now, how many years is Vasquez seeking? I don't know that. Um, Is it four years? Okay, then probably not. But if it's like two years, I'd probably be interested. I, I just don't see the Padres, like, pursuing that big time because they're obviously confident in Nola. They have him for three years... Of control. And they caught him every postseason game this past year. Like they're really confident in Nola commanding the pitching staff. And I think that they're banking on Camposano developing this season. And if he doesn't, then they can probably revisit trading him or something. But um right now I just don't see the Padres really going in on getting Vasquez when they need to go get a few more hitters. They need starting pitching, you know. So, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Again, the Twins have Ryan Jeffers as their lone catcher. So, Vasquez probably fits there. The Cubs, Jan Gomes and P.J. Higgins, they'd probably want someone better than those two as the starting catcher. Then the Astros, they're good with Maldonado. I think he's one of the best defensive catchers probably in baseball. Um, Just a good catcher all around, really. So, they're good with that. But having Maldonado and Vasquez, is that the best catching combo in baseball? Probably, right? Usually you have like this great catcher. Who's the backup? You know, Phillies, they have JT Romuto. Who's their backup? Like, is it Andrew Knapp still? That doesn't blow you away, but Maldonado and Vasquez, guys that have won World Series. I mean, that's pretty good. So let's, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I, I just don't, see the Padres getting Vasquez. I know I've said that probably like five times already here in these last like five minutes. I just don't see it. But there are other moves obviously that I didn't see happening and A.J. Preller went out and did them because it's A.J. Preller, right? We got to think like him. Or start thinking more like him. I try to do that. There's probably some other people that don't think like him and they just throw out these trades. That's what they would do. But I, I try to put myself in, or myself, not myself. I try to put myself in AJ's shoes. and, and What would he be thinking? What outside the box thing is he thinking right now? Uh, box of Wine says Justin Turner for DH. Why do I keep seeing this? You guys want Justin Turner as the DH to come over from the Dodgers? Uh, I'll pass. There are better options out there, number one. And why would I want Justin Turner coming to the Padres? Do you guys see Magic Johnson thinks Justin Turner is still on the Dodgers? He was like, hey, I met Corey Seager, former World Series MVP, and Dodgers captain Justin Turner when he was on vacation or something. He posted that on social media. It's like, dude, Magic, buddy. Justin Turner's not on the Dodgers. I mean, he had an above average OPS plus this past year, seven hundred eighty-eight OPS. It's not terrible. He just does not fit. He just does he's not a padre to me. Obviously, spending his whole career with the Dodgers, pretty much. Or the best years of his career. Obviously, he was with the Mets and Baltimore. Um, you know, Mets DFA'd him. But what is he right now? Thirty nine? Thirty eight. He's 38. I'd rather just, you know, spend more money on someone like Michael Brantley or JD Martinez to be the DH. They could play the out, they could play left field or right field. Um I'd like to bring Will Myers back as a bench player. I think he'd be very valuable to this team because right now they have the outfield of Tatis and Soto and Grisham. Okay, well what if one of them aren't playing in the outfield? then you're going to want someone that can play the outfield. Will fits that. You have Jake Cronenworth as your only first baseman on the roster right now. What if he's not at first base? Who are you putting there? Will Myers can go there, right? So I think he'd be a good bench piece. Um, There's obviously other things to do. Other um, bats to get probably before Myers. At least one more bat to fill that DH spot. Uh, They probably want to get a starting pitcher before Will. I don't think the Padres are like, oh, man. If we don't bring back Will, that that's just terrible. Um, I think Will... I don't think he comes back to the Padres because I think he can start on another team. But if he wants to win, I mean, where else are you going to go, dude? If you want to win, you come back to the Padres. Sure, you're not going to be starting, but you can start some games and... It would be an absolute failure if this team doesn't make the postseason, right? We're expecting NLCS at the least, probably, right? Especially after last off of last year getting Bogarts and Tatis, right? Um we're expecting NLCS at the very late uh, at the very least. I mean, so if Will will you want to win give AJ a call and say, "Hey, I'm willing to take a bench spot one year." I don't know how much the money would be, but I think he's good money wise. I don't know if you guys seen, but go look at his, Go look at his house. I mean, holy cow, he's got golf simulators and it feels like hundreds of golf balls in there, a uh, bunch of TVs. I think the guy's good, just like any major league player making millions of dollars. So, yeah, I mean, with Justin Turner, if they get him at DH, I'd be shocked. I just don't see Turner saying, yeah, I want to go to the Padres. I don't see that happening when he's spent his whole career, most of his career. We know him as a Dodger, right? So, I mean, if he comes, I think that'll be a a solid addition, but I don't love it. Definitely, I don't love it. All right, I wanted to touch on Will here. So, Evan Peltzoud, I think is his name, Peltzoud, Peltzoud. He's a Tigers beat writer for the Detroit Free Press or something, whatever it's called. Um, he reported today, I put it out on Twitter, he reported that the Tigers have shown interest uh, in Will Myers. They've expressed interest, although they're, they're not viewed as the frontrunner for him. Um, and, and Will, he can play first, he can play left, he can play right. I was about to say center. I mean, he can play it, but he's not great there. He can DH, he can be a bench player. So he fits pretty much every team, right? You would think every team has a hole at one of those spots, right? Most most teams. Um, so he fits a lot of teams. So I, I could see why the Tigers would express interest. Would Will rather go to the Padres or the Tigers? I mean, I would hope it would be the Padres, but maybe the Tigers would give him more money than the Padres because they'd offer him... I don't know if he would start, because I did read an article about it, and they do have, like, scope, and they have some guys that could start over Will. But he would start probably more games there than with the Padres. Uh, but I don't know how much he has a desire of starting every day if it's not for a contender, how late he is in his career, right? Um, so, I mean, I brought this up because it's just kind of unclear to me what the market is for Will. I don't know. Who are the teams interested in Will? Like I said earlier, I I think there's going to be some interest in him because he can play multiple positions. He was an all-star. That was a long time ago. I would think the Padres have some level of interest in him to bring him back, but it would be as a bench player, obviously. And the million-dollar question is, is Will willing to be a bench player? Does he want to be a bench player back on the Padres? I'd hope so. The way he, the fans treated him this past year and how much love they gave him, uh hopefully he feels that love back and he wants to be with the Padres. I mean, I, I think he wants to win a World Series. He could go to an AL contender, right? He could go to an AL contender and uh sign there and have a chance at winning the World Series as well, but I would think it would mean more to him to you know, make it to the World Series, win a World Series with the Padres, even if his role isn't big. But maybe that's just me. Maybe I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know what Kim's thinking. Or not Kim, Will. I don't know what Will's thinking. I saw uh, I had a tweet come up on my phone about Kim. Sorry. Um, is there anything else? Uh, John Heyman said today that the Dodgers are a possibility for Dansby Swanson. He he said a lot of things in this tweet, by the way, that were like, "Uh, they they could be interested in him." There are other teams maybe involved in Dansby Swanson, like he said. He he said a lot, but said nothing at the same time. By the way, congrats to Dansby and Mal Pugh uh, for getting married over the weekend, and th- this weekend because it's still the weekend. Um. I would have liked to have Dansby with the Padres. I mean, I see a lot of people on Twitter like, yes, Dodgers, please take Dansby. And now that we have Bogarts, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, sure, take him. Um, But if we wouldn't have overpaid for Dansby and let's say Bogarts, let's say the Red Sox weren't like wussies and they went and paid Bogarts, a guy that did did so much for the organization and has been a four-time all-star and is one of the best shortstops in baseball and improved defensively this past year, if they would have, you know, paid him a respective amount of money and he goes back there and Correa goes somewhere else I would have been open for Dansby with the Padres Um, I I didn't want to overpay for him but I would have been open to that I mean he would have made the offense better I think he would have made the offense better than any first base free agent out there I think he would have made the offense better than any left field free agent out there Um, people aren't high on him I I know that he hit the stats, right? They don't like stand out as much as Bogarts or Correa. He's not as good as those players, but he's still a damn good shortstop. But we have Bogarts now, right? We have Bogey, so I'm happy. Um, here's John's tweet, by the way. I was talking about John Hammond's tweet, then I was about to move on. Hang on. So John says star free agent shortstop. This was today, three fifty-eight P. M. Dansby Swanson appears to be a possibility for the Dodgers where he could reunite with Freddie Freeman. So it appears he's a possibility, so maybe he's a possibility. It it could happen. He could reunite with Freddie Freeman. Uh, Swanson also has drawn interest from the Cubs and others. Okay, who are those other teams? Is it the Twins? Is it the Giants? Who are those other teams? The Braves, I would think. He says the incumbent Braves remain stealthy or quiet. So, you're stealthy during negotiations? How are you stealthy during free agent negotiations? I'd love to know. Because the agent's just going to go tell Dansby that offer, and then he's going to go tell other teams that are interested in Dansby what that offer is, so, those other, so he can get that offer up from those other teams that are competing against the Braves for Dansby. So, stealthy for Dansby. That's interesting. They remain stealthy or they're quiet, which are two different things. So he said a lot without saying really anything. There's interest in Dansby Swanson, I guess. All right, I'm just finishing up here with the chat. Great way to support the channel, by the way, is using that super chat button. If you have any comments, any questions that you want to make sure I get to, I will get to them. If you if you put a super chat in there, feel free to do so. If not, totally understand. I love that you guys are here with me right now and talking some Padres baseball on a Sunday night. Yeah, Corey says no Justin Turner, please. <laughs> I I wouldn't be like pissed off at the move, but it would be it would surprise me. It would definitely surprise me. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with this. Lil Casino says, I want whoever wants to play with the Padres, who wants to make this run with us? Yeah. Uh, Trey Turner obviously didn't want to play with the Padres, right? They offered him $342 million and he took the 300 from the Phillies. So you don't want to be here? I don't want you here either, right? Xander, it seems like he wants to be here. Soto wants to be here, it seems like. Manny obviously wants to be here. Musgrove wants to be here. Martinez wanted to be here. Suarez wanted to be here. So... um the guys that want to be here, free agents that want to be here, yeah. Bring them in, right? I don't want I don't want someone coming here because the money right. That I, I don't want that. Um that that should be an attraction from the Padres, like they'll give you money, like that that's clear now. But if you don't really want to be with the Padres, please don't come here. We're we're trying to win a World Series here. We want ultimate buy in from everyone, right? Right. Chad, good question here. He asks, how much money did the Padres offer Kodai Senga? We don't know. Um, there are no, you know, Dennis Lynn hasn't put it out there. Kevin AC hasn't put it out there. No one's put it out there. How much money Kodai Senga has been offered from the Padres, or if he was offered money from the Padres, I assume he was. Um, But he took the five for 75 from the Mets. I mean, 15 million a year. I'm sure he's very happy with that. Maybe he felt like he fit better with the Mets. Or he didn't want to pitch with Darvish. Uh, Maybe he would have felt too much pressure, like pitching in the same rotation and Darvish watching him every night. I don't know. Uh, Who knows what he was thinking. All we know, he met with the Padres. There was interest from the Padres. There Was interest from like a half dozen teams, maybe even more than that. And the Mets have a pretty solid rotation on paper heading into the season. Uh, they have Scherzer, they have Verlander, they have Quintana, Senga, and then Carrasco. And then they have some depth guys as well. I think Lucchese is still there, but he's probably recovering from Tommy John. They have David Peterson, they have McGill. Uh, they have some pretty good options there in the rotation. Brian says Senga was offered less than New New York and San Francisco offered. The Padres offered less than those two teams. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, the Padres offered more to Judge, more to Turner. They didn't come here. So we don't know if they offered more. We don't know if they offered less for Senga. We don't know if it was like a three-year deal offer. Uh, We didn't know if it was a four-year or a five-year, and they didn't want that option, so he didn't come to the Padres. We have no idea. Uh, it's all just speculation. That's what it is. All right, anything else to talk about? I don't think there is. I don't think there's any more questions in there. Thank you so much here for tuning in, episode 301. No Sanger for the Padres. What's next? Starting pitching, still DH. They got a fill, another bat. Maybe Will's still available uh, when they complete the their first priorities first and they bring them back. I'd like to see that. We'll see. All right, Ben Fadden signing off. Thank you so much for tuning in here. Go Padres. See ya.